Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani, member by Ram Goldai, and today Mazachus Babakama Daf Mem Dalad. The fourth parak Shor Shenagach. The fourth parak has been generously sponsored with Zichud Nishmas Rosh Hadvor Bas Aron Al Hashem. Mayor Neshama have an aliyah. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission states, Shor Shem Mishachich Bechosav Agnafa Adam. If an ox was rubbing itself against a wall and it collapsed onto a person and killed him, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, Pater. Rav Shmuel disagrees that the exemption is only from the animal being stoned or also from the owner's kofar obligation, which was disputed by others on Daph Mem Gimel. Abraza proves that kofar is paid. The Brisa continues, and regarding unintentional damages inflicted by an ox on a person where he was injured but not killed, Rabbi Yudah says he's hived to pay, and Rabbi Shimon holds he's not. Rabbi reasons that just as one pays Kofor for his ox's unintentional killing, he also pays damages for its unintentional injuries. He holds Dan Tashum we derive payments for damages from payments, i.e. Kofor. Rabbi Shimon reasons that just as his ox is not killed for its unintentional killing, the owner is also exempt from paying damages for such injuries. He holds, We derive the ox's obligation from the ox's obligation for to death. Pointing to the mission teaches that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is patent from being stoned. This implies that if it had intended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The mission disagrees with Rabbi Shimon, who said, Even if it intended to kill this Jew, and still to kill another, it is patr, because the Torah said, The ox shall be stoned, and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches, As the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. Just as Rabbi Shimon holds, the owner would not be killed for murdering a different person than he intended, an ox is also patr in this case. Rabbi Shimon's source to examine someone who kills the wrong victim is from the Pasuk Ba'ari Vobakam Olav, and he ambushes him and rises against him, teaching Ajis Gavangul, he's not liable unless he intends to kill him. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah lists six cases of oxen which are killed for killing a Jew. An ox belonging to a woman, or to orphans, or under the care of an apotropus, an ox of the wild, which is ownerless, an ox of hectish, and an ox of a convert who died without heirs, which is ownerless. Ryuda says about the last three cases, Misa, they are exempt from death, because they do not have owners. In a bright side, the Tanakam includes these six cases from the six superfluous words, shore, in this passage. Ravuna says Rabbi Yudah exempted the ox, Afil Nagach Ubasov Hiktish, even where it gored any subsequently was Makdishit, Nagach Ubasov Hifkir, or it gored any subsequently was Mafkarit. This can be proven from the Mishnah's mentioning two cases of onerous oxen, an ox of the wild and of a convert who dies, the second of which is to include this case. This is supported by Brights, which derives from a drusha that the ox is not killed. Unless the victim's death, the standing in court, and the verdict are similar, meaning the ox is owned throughout. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission states, If an ox was rubbing itself against the wall, and it collapsed onto a person and killed them, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or a non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, Pater. Rav Shmuel disagrees that the exemption is only from the animal being stoned or also from the owner's kofar obligation, which was disputed by others on Daf Mem Gimel. Abraisa proves that kofar is paid. The Abraisa continues, And regarding unintentional damages inflicted by an ox on a person where he was injured but not killed, Rabbi Yudah says he's chayav to pay, and Rabbi Shimon holds he's not. Rabbi reasons that just as one pays kofar for his ox's 
unintentional killing. He also pays damages for its unintentional injuries. He holds dun tashum tashum. We derive payments for damages from payments, i.e. kofer. Rabbi Shimon reasons that just as his ox is not killed for its unintentional killing, the owner is also exempt from paying damages for such injuries. He holds we derive the ox's obligation from the ox's obligation, point to death. Point to the mission teaches that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is patent from being stoned. This implies that if it had intended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The mission disagrees with Rabbi Shimon who said, I feel even if it intended to kill this Jew and still killed another, it is put because the Torah said, The ox shall be stoned and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches, As the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. Just as Rabbi Shimon holds, the owner would not be killed for murdering a different person than he intended, an ox is also putter in this case. Rabbi Shimon's source to exempt someone who kills the wrong victim is from the Pasuk Ba'ari Vovakam Olav, and he ambushes him and rises against him, teaching Ajis Gavinglu, he's not liable unless he intends to kill him. And pointing with you, the next mission lists six cases of oxen which are killed for killing a Jew. An ox belonging to a woman, or to orphans, or under the care of an apotropos, an ox of the wild, which is ownerless, an ox of hectish, and an ox of a convert who died without heirs, which is ownerless. Ryuda says about the last three cases, Misa, they are exempt from death, because they do not have owners. In a bright the Tanakam includes these six cases from the six superfluous words shore in this passage. Ravuna says Rabbi Yehuda exempted the ox afil nagach ubasov hiktish, even where it gored any subsequently was makdishit, nagach ubasov hivkir, or it gored any subsequently was mafkrit. This can be proven from the Mishnah's mentioning two cases of onerous oxen, an ox of the wild and of a convert who dies, the second of which is to include this case. This is supported by Bryce, which derives from a drusha that the ox is not killed, unless the victim's death, the standing in court, and the verdict are similar, meaning the ox is owned throughout. All right, so now we go to our simmer duff memdalad, and our standard simon is mud. Mud. So here goes. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry, got all muddy, that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox, which isn't killed. Once again, some motion. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, mud, that must be more duff, mem dalid. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, which reminds us, the next mission states, If an ox was rubbing itself against a wall and it collapsed onto a person and killed him, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or a non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, it is putter. There's malchok as whether an ox is liable for unintentional damages when it injures a person. So the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is exempt from being stoned. This implies that if it had tended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The Mishnah disagrees with Rabbi Shimon who said, Even if it intended to kill this Jew, and instead killed another, it's patr, because the Torah said, The ox shall be stoned, and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches, As the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. So the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed, 
and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox, which isn't killed, which reminds us, there's some alchokas if an ownerless ox that kills a Jew is killed, Rav Huna says. The Ryud exempted the ox, afil nagach ubasov hiktish, even where it gored and he subsequently was maktishet, nagach ubasov hifkir, or it gored and he subsequently was mafkirit. So once again, the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox, which isn't killed. All right, so now it's time for Forbal about Chazar. Daf Mem. So the Simon Daf Mem relates to Mayim water, and we use a pool. So here goes. The Apotrope is watching Yosomim in the pool. Pool? That must be on Daf Mem. Mayim. The Apotrope is watching Yosomim in the pool, splashing and singing. They're not Chayv and Kofer, which reminds us, a Bryce teaches where an Apotrope was appointed over orphans oxen. Kofer is not paid for a mood killing someone. This time it holds Kufa Kapara. Kofer payment is an atonement, and orphans who are minors need no atonement. The Gemara brings Malchogos regarding whose value is paid in Kofer, the value of the Nizak or the Mazik. So the Apotrope is watching Yosomim in the pool, splashing and singing, they're not Chayv and Kofer, was confused when he saw the lifeguard who thought he borrowed a tum, discovered the shore was a muad, indicating Rishus Enamashana, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, tum. If one borrowed an ox with the assumption it was a tum, the nimsa muad, and it was found to be a muad, the owner pays half damages and the borrower pays half damages. The borrower pays half because he accepted it as a tum, and the second half is the owner's responsibility for not informing the borrower. The Gemara clarifies the cases where the borrower discerned initially the animal's violent nature. So the Apotrope is watching Yosomim in the pool, splashing and singing. They're not a chayv and kofer. Was confused when he saw the lifeguard who thought he borrowed a tom discovered the shore was a muad, indicating rishus enamashane. While another ox the lifeguard bored that became a muad in his rishus reverted to becoming a tom when returned to the owner. Which reminds us, in the bright side just mentioned, the animal remained a muad when it was borrowed, indicating the Tana holds rishus enamashane. The change in rishus does not change the ox's status. The Gemara asks that the Bryce's second case indicates the opposite. If it became muad in the borrower's house and he returned to the owner, the owner pays half damages and the borrower is completely exempt. This proves the animal reverts to tum status when it changes to the owner's rishus. Rabbi Yochan says the prices are incompatible and reflect two different opinions. Two more answers are brought. Daf Mem Alf. So the similar Daf Mem Alf is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must be more on Daf Mem Alf. Ma. The grandma who was saddened when she was informed that her killer short tum became a muad after the three people had injured all died. After the third goring, which reminds us, the more discusses how an ox can become a muad to kill people before being stoned. Since the tum is killed, how can it become a muad to kill people? Seven answers are offered and four remain, one being, where it mortally injured three people who died after the third goring, rendering the ox a muad then and obligating its owner in Kofir. So the grandma, who was saddened when she was informed that a killer short tum became a muad after the three people had injured all died, after the third goring, and that she could no longer eat it, and it was now completely Asr Bahana, which reminds us of Bryce to discuss the laws of a Shohan Niskal, a condemned ox. Since it's stoned to death, it's obvious that it cannot be eaten, so why does the Torah need to write, Lo psaro, its flesh shall not be eaten? It teaches Shimshchatu Achor Shinik Mardino if he shakted it after its sentence was finalized, but before it was stoned, Asabachila, it's forbidden in consumption. We learn from Baal Naki that the shore is also Asr, Bahana. So the grandma who was saddened when she was informed that her killer short tongue became a muad after the three people had injured all died after the third goring and that she could no longer eat it and it was now completely 
got some good news that she didn't have to pay Chatsi Kofer when another short time of hers intended to kill an animal and inadvertently killed a Jew, which reminds us, in a bright was taught, the Pasik says Ubal Shornaki and the ox's owner is absolved from payment, which Rebeliezer explains, Naki Mechazi Kofer. The owner of a tam is absolved from paying half Kofer. Rebeliezer gave different explanations of the case, one being where the ox intended to kill an animal or Gentile, and it inadvertently killed a Jew, for which it's not killed, but would pay Kofer. Daf Membeis. So the symbol Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. When the ox running away from the mobsters, mobsters, that must mean we're in Duff. Membeis. When the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal a charge into a pregnant woman killing her, and the fetus, which reminds us of Yosei Darshan's Balashor Naki, to teach Naki Midmei Vlados, he's absolved from paying for offspring lost when his ox attacked a pregnant woman. So when the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it, charged into a pregnant woman killing her, and the fetus, and into a slave, which reminds us, in another bright sword, we keep a darshan's balashor naki to teach naki midme evet, he's absolved from payment of 30 shkalim for his oxes killing a slave. So when the ox running away from the mobsters who are trying to steal it, charge into a pregnant woman killing her and the fetus, and into a slave, the owner was put on the fetus and the slave, and paid cover for the woman to her yorshim. Not her husband. Which reminds us, in a bright was taught, the Pusik says, the Hamis ish o isha, and it killed a man or woman, indicating a comparison between the two. Bikiva explains that since we already know from elsewhere that Kofor is paid for killing a woman, the Pusik is teaching Ma'ish Nazakabal Yorshav, just as regarding a man, his damage payments are given to his heirs if he dies before they're paid, of Isha Nazakabal Yorshav, so too regarding a woman, her damage payments are given to her heirs, not her husband. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin Magazine. Magazine. That must mean we're in Daf Mem Gimel. The Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin Magazine with some of the Mevados he received, which reminds us, Rapapa explains the Torah Zixa de Mevados Rabal. The Torah awarded the value of the offspring to the husband, meaning meaning the one from whom the woman conceived, Afil Baal even if he had relations with her out of wedlock and was not her husband. This is because the Torah used the term Baal Isha, the husband of the woman, the word Baal implying relations. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin Magazine with some of the Mevados he received, Finish reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben Khorin without Kavana gets to live, and his owner is putter from paying Shoshim Shkalim and Kofer, which reminds us, Rishwakish said, Shor Shehemis is an Evich Loba Kavana. If an ox killed a slave unintentionally, where the ox is not killed, Patim Shoshim Shkalim, the owner is putter from paying through Shkalim because the Torah wrote, Kesav Shoshim Shkalim, Yitan Adunav, Vashoyisakel. He shall pay its master, and the ox shall be stoned, implying that the two laws are interdependent. Rabbah said the same regarding Kofer. If an ox killed a free person unintentionally, he is exempt from paying Kofer. There too, the Torah juxtaposed the two laws, teaching that wherever the ox is not killed, the owner does not pay Kofer. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Demevlados he received, finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben Horn without Kavana gets to live, and his owner is putter from paying Shoshim Shkalim and Kofer, and was engrossed in an article discussing whether damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire, which reminds us the more discusses if damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff to be learned that a woman's kofer is given to her heirs? That's on duff. Membeis. Good number two. Which stuff to be from a chok is whether an ownerless ox that kills someone is liable for death? That's on duff. 
Memdal. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss? Whether a mood that's returned to its owner remains in its mood state. That's on Dav. Lamentas. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that the Torah awarded to Mevladus to the ball, even if he had relations with a woman out of wedlock? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn if an ox was rubbing itself against the wall and it collapsed onto a person and killed them? It's Pater. That's on Dav. Memdal. Good number six. Which of the one if an ox killed an Evid or Ben Chorin without Kavana, it lives and one is not Chayv, Shoshim Shkalim, and Kofer. That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number seven. Which of the one Rabbi Shimon holds that if an ox intended to kill one Jew and it killed another, the ox is not liable for death. That's on Dav. Memdal. Good number eight. Which of the one the Rabbi Lezer says that we learn from the Pasuk Baal Shor Naki that the owner of a tam, that the owner of a tam is patra from paying Chasinezek, that's on Dav. Memoff. Good number nine. Which stuff we have a question of damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire, that's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we discuss why an ox that became a mood in the borrower's rishus becomes a tam when returned to the owner, that's on Dav. Ma'am, excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Goldar from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.